Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out Name me somebody who's popular that you actually just don't really like. <laughs> or, or that you think is overrated. I'm not saying shit on them or anything. I'm just like, is it who who's that you're like, yeah, I don't know. I just they're not really my thing. Are we talking about an athlete? Or is it are we talking about public figure in general? Yeah, musicians. Knucklehead. Okay. Um and uh, friends, family members. Well, I know I know one of yours already is John Mayer. Your your I don't even John consider Mayer him. I, he wasn't even I, I didn't even think about him. I don't know anyone who actually likes him. Except you, kind of. I don't really like him. Exactly. I don't know anyone who likes him. I've never been anywhere else. I don't mind him. Ever. I don't mind him. I like him with the dead. (laughs) Well, you just like the dead, and John Mayer happens to be involved with it. Yeah, and I think he does a good job at it. To be fair, the reason why they sound, the things that they sound, I don't like how they sound, but it's not his fault. Uh, It's not him. It's really everybody. Everything's so slow and like, it's just, yeah. It's, it's not his dead. fault. I will say it's not, except the singing. He has no business singing some of the songs. No business at all singing like fucking Easy Wind or some shit like that. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's absurd. That's just absurd. What is Easy Wind? From Working Men's Dead. It's a badass like, uh, pig, pig pen song. I have one. I have one. <laughs> yeah, I, figured I respect him and his band, but I have always loved to hate Matchbox 20 and Rob Thomas. I can't stand it. Um, I think what he and Santana did together was an abomination. I'm talking a about Grammy, really a Grammy winning. I think, yeah, I think he's. Uh, I'm. I can see why people might like him. I don't have anything against him. It's just one of those bands and artists I've chosen. Like, okay, I'm gonna actively not like this. Is it because you're never lonely at 3 a.m.? <laughs> I don't know. I can't even think of any of their songs. Is that one of them? Yes. 3 a.m. I must be lonely. I was like, I can't believe neither one of you got that. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. I got it, Josh. You got it? I mean, for me, like, like, like Prince is obviously incredible, but I never really need to hear Prince. And some of those songs are stupid. Like, some of the lyrics are terrible. That's a terrible answer. Like, no, it's really not. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, when doves cry, that's an atrocious line. I mean, seriously. That being said, it's fine. Well, I mean, you've never album, felt the, the tears of a dove rain. as they fly above you majestically. And, 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 he, and he deserves, I mean, he deserves all the credit because he's incredible. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I never put Prince on. Now, I have been to see him in concert, and it was amazing. Purple Rain is great. And just, but there again, the lyrics are real. Are, they're lyrics. Well, I'm talking about the album. Sure. And just that Let's Go Crazy song is so simple. That's, I do like, rocking. that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's an incredible yeah. talent. I, I, I don't have much of a, take on Prince. I mean, whatever I know of Prince, I, I, I enjoy somewhat. But the I've never really dived into his catalog. But I, I have one, uh, a recent band that I absolutely despise, and my girlfriend listens to them a lot, is the Lumineers. Oh, yeah. Huh. I <laughs> you fucking hate yeah, them. That's a good one. Nice. I don't ever, like, it's similar to the aversion to a sublime I have, where when a song comes on, it I just start to get a little angry. 
Yeah. Or, or, like aggravated. It's a visceral it's like, thing. It's like, like there's, actual, a... it, there's actual aggravation where I'm just yeah, like, Ugh, I don't yeah. want to hear this. Turn Is there anything in particular about I, I'm it? I'm become like... a child. I'm like, turn it off. I don't want to hear it. Why? Because I don't want to hear it. Mary had a little lamb, little lamb. <laughs> but like, like, what is it about? Is it the lyrics, the singing? Like, what? Like, ah, uh, it's just. Can you articulate? Yeah, it? it's probably. It's just too. It's too. I don't know. Earnest is probably the right word. It's That's too not like. Bad. I can see that. And what you mean? It's too like. It's too eager to please. Yeah, it, it's very. It's not even easy listening. It's like. Like romantic drivel, almost, <laughs> or, or like an attempt at romantic drivel in like a folk with a folk aesthetic. I, I could see that. That sounds about. I, I could see that. It's definitely sappy. Yeah, basically. And it's it's and, like, and it, I probably dislike it more because it's. It. I do like that kind of music. Oh, there you go. There you go. There. You go. I mean, that's like, exactly. We, we, I think we talked about this last week. Oh, that's of, the like, thing. If, if you like a certain type of music, and there, like, there's something in that genre that is really popular that you don't like you you like it even you dislike it even more like the, like you said last week there's certain pop acts i, I don't like but i don't ever yeah, have to hear really them. care right but if it's something yeah. that's like supposed to be the thing and it's like what like i listen to just because I, I got the rolling stone year in review and so i just listened to the top 20 songs and there was a you know bts the big you know korean oh. uh boy band yeah and they, they have this song called dynamite and it's extremely catchy and and whatever but it and I get it. It's for kids. I mean, like, it's just, it's too, it's too much. It's like too bubblegum. That's my it, issue with that stuff. It's not that it exists or not that it's terrible and not that anyone, not that nobody should like it, but it gets to the point where it just, that's all the like popular, like media shit becomes about. It's like something with like American Idol or whatever. Like it's, it's fine, but like, there's just so much other stuff like artistically to talk about that. It just sucks to boil it down to like entertainment tonight of music, which just seems like what it all yeah. becomes. Like, there's no digging beneath the surface of like anything really, truly like artistic or, or adventurous. I feel like in popular media. I mean, sometimes if you get big enough, but like, well, I just hate one that of it the things, it. like, yeah, yeah. One of the things the person wrote, they were like, ooh, and then they really get up there with lyrics like "rolling like a Rolling Stone." <laughs> right. I'm like, really? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like giving. That's a, so profound. I'm sorry, I, I, I forgot. It's like they don't give know, Oscars that. to Independence Day, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's doesn't win culinary awards. Like they still do fine, but like we don't need to celebrate them. Like they're the fucking most important thing in the art form. That's my biggest thing. I got to looking at the most downloaded songs ever on Spotify, and I can't believe how many people just love Ed Sheeran. He has he has the most downloaded song on or streamed, I guess, on Spotify. That's two point six billion. Two point six billion songs for. He's a good. Shape he's a damn you. good songwriter. He's a damn good Yeah, song no, player. I mean, I, I think it's fine. I, I don't, I've never for, really listened to it. I mean, like I definitely heard it when it was out. That but... A-Team song was good. I, I, I only know Ed Sheeran through well, going into a Target, but in the, in at, the at some point 20, while it was popular. But in the top 20 of most streamed songs on Spotify, Ed Sheeran has four of them, all over a billion or two billion, which is pretty uh, insane. At least it's a songwriter guy. At least it's not some just BTS or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's not necessarily related to someone I hate. I, I, here's another one who I do respect, like, his stuff. And I don't. I do think he's a good songwriter. But Drake, I really don't like his stuff because his voice is so fucking whiny. And it's, it's off-putting. I, I don't like hearing it. 
I don't, it, that oh. is definitely, that is a, just, that is the same with the Lumineers. Like, I don't like hearing this guy sing anything. I was watching but, this. But, but his songs are catchy and, and, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff, so it's fine. Neil, are you still being more polite than Josh and I? Do you have anybody to add yet, or can I <laughs> name, can I talk about, can I shit on somebody else while you're sitting there being polite? No, you can shit on whoever you want. Go for it. Like, I was watching this documentary on Oasis, and... <laughs> They they do have something in the songwriting, and there's something in music, and there there's definitely something there. But after a while, the song starts sounding the same, and the voice, and I'm just like, I I had to stop it. I couldn't yeah. hear another song. And they they they, they would just want to talk about how bad how bad they were. Oh, we're so we were doing this. And it's like if you gotta brag about how wild you are, like then you're really just looking for approval, and so you're really not that fucking wild, are you? Or attention, or you're looking for attention. What, exactly, both yeah. of those things, whatever. I think they were attention. I think they're pretty damn good. I, I, it'd be tough to listen they to really a full are. album, but I think in spots their songs are really cool. I listened to. <laughs> there was one the other day. It was one of the ones that um, Noel sang. And it was one I it was wasn't one of their huge hits, but I bet there's like five or six songs that I really love. And For sure. And that one that was in Snatch, fucking in the bushes, is such a yeah, nasty that's track. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Now they they have something going on, but it's almost like they get in the way of it because with their and the the singing sometimes that oh, it's like always. But it's good. It is good. There's something to it. I definitely see why people like it. it it's funny, like a band like Oasis, you have. I guess they couldn't have lasted longer, but like what they would have become if they would have stayed together, you know? What do you mean? Like what yeah, do you think they would have become? Like where where do you where do you go? So so this week, just for an example, like this week, the Kings Leon, or maybe last week or something, Kings Leon had two like a little two song thing that they released, and I mean they're not like particularly good songs, but they they've like moved into adult rock, you know from. Like a band that I heard in my college years twenty years ago, and like even like a band like Oasis, what I heard when when I was like fourteen, fifteen, and I'm sure those songs would have sounded great when I was in college. But just to age into like adult rock, basically, to where you're not talking about being young and free and like anything's possible, and you're just kind of moving it. Like you're you're still together as a band, but now you're like all in your forties, talking about different shit. <laughs> they got that song called. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I have that song called like IRA Mutual Fund. It's like that's not what, what, what is this song? It's not good. <laughs> Roth IRA. <laughs> I was gonna say that I didn't know if it would be Roth IRA. <laughs> no, I just I listen to those songs. They're highly forgettable, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, it, and it, it goes into like that kind of adult rock category, which is I don't know. If it's not really the same as easy listening, but it you know they're they're synonyms. Right. So are they like the Lionel Richie of our now? Like what what Lionel Richie was to our parents? Is that what they are? Well, no, are they easy like not, Sunday they're morning? They're not that poppy. They're not that poppy. Mm. Yeah, like Lionel Richie wrote pop songs. You know, I mean, like he wrote them very well, really well. But like those are pop songs. Kings Leon are Kings Leon. I would say are more like easy listening. Like more like what Don Henley was doing in the late '80s, or more like <laughs> they're, now they're Don Henley. Well, or kind of, more like funny. Jerry Rafferty. Right. What I was just say every time I hear easy like easy like Sunday morning, I think I'd rather be hard like Saturday night. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It feels like I'm at a musical commercial. Well, on that note, you are listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you, and this week we are talking about Jerry Rafferty and his 1978 hit 
right down the line. You know I need your love. You got that hold over me. Love is I got your love. So well, I, you know, I love this song. It is a love song, which is not my typical uh forte bordering on codependency basically. Which is your forte. Now, I should so uh-huh. which is your forte. Which that is, totally, that, that's, that's, that's mine too. Uh, real sees real. Cody no, I love that. I love that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, this this song just has a vibe I want to just kind of s- snug, like, snuggle <laughs> up with for a, for a little while yeah, and just, just live in for a bit. Nice. Just like, just like a comfortable blanket. I just want to get on yeah, the couch in I and think, just, oh, with, I think with, you know, the person The word for this song is appreciation. It's a it's about appreciation of a woman. Like it's not even a love song like in a romantic kind of like, oh, I just met this woman. It's like we've been through some some times. He he's appreciating a woman very much and it's underappreciated as one of the best love songs ever. Uh, my take on this song is great music, decent song. The song feels like a daydream. The sentiment it relays is very effective, very visceral, but I think a lot of it, as we've seen in some other songs, is it stemmed around the uh, arrangement. I think it's very effective art, but in terms of just straight songwriting, I, I think it's, it's a good song, but I think it's a great piece of music. The, the, what, the, what the music does for me, just as a whole, is it basically creates this atmosphere, that, and I don't know if it's you know how much of this is the production, but I think it, I think it's mostly the, the music and like a, a lot with the guitars for sure. That's basically just like you're with that person. You know, like it feels like you're with the person you love. You know what Neil said, appreciating them. Whether it's like a, for me, it almost feels like a fun night out. Like you know, you're drinking, you you have a dinner, you maybe going oh, to a show man. later. You're just kind of like moving around the city and and just having a blast with and with the only person you want to be with. You know, and the music really. Is is the the meat of this song? I, I want to be clear when I say music. I don't just mean the instrumentation. I mean the work as a whole is awesome. The song itself, I'd be curious to see what it can stand in terms of different arrangements or not. But I mean, but it's as a the the song and the production, everything as a whole is really good music. Like it's 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 yeah, it's great. I just got into the song when we started covering it. Like oh it, yeah. Um, I wasn't much into Rafferty, and then just kind of discovering Baker Street, this song, it's just like, oh, man, this this is some good stuff. And you can tell that he is a perfectionist. Like, there's a lot going on with the music. It, it's just such a great performance, the whole song. So, the delivery, because there's so much going on. Like, if you look at the list of people who played on this album and the song, it's like 20 deep. Really? I actually didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. Who like people you would know? No, not really. Just I just noticed the length of the the list of people who played on this album. <laughs> it's just you know, a- it's just it just seemed like it seemed like a good time. Like let's just hire some people we like. Let's have a good time. We have some money to spend. Let's make some good music. And uh, you know, I mean, looking into this song, like I didn't know he was Scottish. I didn't know he uh, was one of the well. <laughs> Well, one thing I must admit, did you know he sang Stuck in the Middle? Yep. 
Steelers yeah, Wheels. This, uh, yeah, that's where it's I, a cool. It is. Yeah, that's a cool little nugget that I just learned. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy was in Steelers Wheels, mm-hmm. and yeah. So, oh, really? That's funny because he he released an album in '71, and then he didn't release another one, which this is on in '78. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what was he doing for those seven years? Yeah, that's Steelers, Steelers. He was stuck in the he middle. Was, he was he stealing was stuck, wheels. Yeah, that's <laughs> stuck in the middle with you, money. <laughs> yeah, that Reservoir Dogs money. Um, so so yeah, so but going back to the music for a second, the so so the guitars, which it looks like uh, Hugh Burns was probably you know the lead guitar player on this. There, there's basically three kind of main guitar parts going on in this song, right? There's that that t- kind of which which at first is even a little tinny that chain 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 chain. It's a little tinny, but but you get used to it. Like but at first, no so, no. But listen, th- the way that lead comes in is so liquid. It's like liquid oh, notes. Oh, my God, just, yes. The, but the, I mean... I, yeah, we were getting there. I'm just I'm, talking the, the, hey, the yeah, tinny. Yeah, yeah. And then it's you a, have... But it's a tinny kind of reggae sound, too. Like, yes. Chin, 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 chin. It's, it's very reggae, it's, which is kind of cool. Kind of, he's kind of noodling throughout the song, which which you don't hear often, right? Yeah. You don't really he's hear a lead the noodle guitar. Train to good places, <laughs> not nowhere. And then you have that, which my favorite guitar part of the song is that little riff he plays going into going back into every verse. But it's just the way everything is arranged. It's so effective. Like it's an analogy I like to use is uh, like what, like how water changes when it's from at thirty three degrees, it's still just cold ass water. And at thirty two degrees, it's ice. And there's there's a yeah. threshold that is exceeded, and 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 when you exceed that threshold, it's something a little science for you here. Water is one of the few elements that when it becomes a solid from a liquid it's actually less dense because otherwise ice would sink right so what happens is when it freezes it pops into a structure and the molecules are actually further apart and i feel like that's what happens with great art where when everything's clicking suddenly there's a threshold that's exceeded and it becomes something totally new and while this song it's hard it's like i i don't you know i don't put it on but like every time i hear it i'm i'm kind of glad i'm hearing it yeah. Oh, that is the perfect way to talk about this song. Yeah. Yeah. To, to sum it's up this song. Such a good yeah. sentiment. Um, the song is. Some of my favorite parts of the music are the organ, the big organ, like under his singing, and just the guitar work. Like it's it's such a bed of sweet music. Like the guitar really does sound liquid. It's kind of some of those notes. I love that the intro is just the solo too. He just replays the intro, mm-hmm. which is like. My intro is that good that it's just going to be the solo too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's great. I mean the, the because it doesn't need it. It doesn't. It the solo was untouchable, so he's like, I might as well just play that again. You also, I didn't even really notice the piano and the organ until. Just because the car, the guitars kind of dominate, but you also do have this kind of almost wall of sound with it. Well, the organ is just big chords, like yeah. But you also have there's you can hear that piano, especially going into the solo. Oh, the piano, yeah, right, right there. We'll get to well, yeah, the piano is amazing in the chorus. Yeah, and that's what I mean about like the the arrangement and the mix of the song is 
it's just sublime. I mean, this is, you know, what happens when by the 70s you had budgets, you had the best gear, you had extremely knowledgeable producers. Everyone was at the top of their Time. game. Everything was at the top of its game. Yeah. Oh, man. That's why yep. you have – and that being said, that's also why – People get sick of that shit, and Nirvana came along and kind of was like, "All right, to hell with all that," and it, it kind of builds back up again. And you can, you can, you could argue that it almost yeah. gets a little too ornate, a little too friendly, where it's like Velveeta but, or something. But, but hold on. Still good. But I will say, like this song, toes the line so well. Like it, it's so sweet, it's so yacht rocky, but like it also still has so much like sincerity that it like. It transports itself from like any kind of cheese factor. You can tell it's so sincere. Yeah, it's, it's very in the like I'm amazed vein. You know, Paul yeah. McCartney would yeah, be yeah. like a good. Yeah, uh, he's from Scotland. Yes, uh, yeah. we should call this Lock Rock. Lock Rock. <laughs> well, so so going off of the yacht rock thing, I think of this less as as yacht rock and more of an extension of say, especially with the harmonies in this, of like the Eagles and like. You know the birds, yeah, sweetheart really. of the rodeo, stuff like that. It, it's kind of just an. It, it's kind of like a play on that acoustic country rock that was you know kind of came out of. I don't that. feel this is country. More so with the with the with the harmonies with the vocal uh, performance in this song. Maybe if if you can if you can hear that not not the music but the vocal performance is very Eaglesy. Maybe not as much sweetheart is of the it rodeo, Eaglesy? but. I don't... Is yeah. he taking it from the Eagles, or is he just doing it I think, himself? I think what like, you're hearing is just the this, polished, this doesn't sound. It is. I think it's what you're hearing. It's just how relentlessly. I feel like it's bright. I feel it, like it's it, very bright. Yeah. Yes, but it, I I feel like it's very original. Like I don't hear the. I never thought the Eagles with him. I think it's just a hyper refinement because the Eagles are notorious for re-recording overdubs, yeah. overdubbing consonant sounds yeah. and vocals. I mean, well, th- no, that, this, that's what this, I hear in this. This definitely has... Production-wise, but not musically. I don't hear a musical influence. I must say, just that guitar work in the beginning just really sets this whole song off so well. And even when you think about it, it's not even like an intro riff or anything. No, He's like, I just he don't just know comes what, out soloing. I don't basically. know what this song would be without that. If you want to tie it to something that it's related to before, earlier, I would say this is more Elton John than... Then this is more like Daniel, than 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 the Eagles. I'm saying it's more. It, it's almost easy. It's almost easy listening. It's not really you're rock. just bringing up under it, the it, influence it, it's, right it's now. It's definitely what I would call not yacht rock, but like mom rock for like people <laughs> our age. Like th- this is something like my mom listened to. Yeah, right. It's this song came out listening. when my mom was late twenties, early thirties. It, it's poppy. It's well, it's easy listening now, but I guess probably when it came out, it was it was you know it was on the pop charts. I mean, it it, it hit number two, and it was it, it came out as the second single on this album, "City to City," uh, after Baker Street, which is probably which is definitely a more famous song than this, right? I would say so. uh, just yeah, because of the saxophone solo. Yeah, you it's know, so quotable. Yeah, yep. one of the one of the musical things that stood out to me, other than the guitars and and the and you know the vocal is is I think we've said this about <laughs> the notorious B.I.G. in at some point in these pods. His vocal is very lazy, I, and I don't say that in a, in a negative way. It's very relaxed. It's very like another person we said whose delivery was somewhat relaxed is Bill Murray. It's it flows with the music. The music's kind of carrying the vocal a little bit. I would say this is understated. I think it was the word I would use. Like with B.I.G., my my issue is his tongue sounds like it doesn't move enough. It's like, dude, like 
move your fucking tongue when you're speaking. It's more that. <laughs> and, and, like, his tongue feels lazy. This just feels <laughs> understated. your tongue. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm talking like this. Uh, I mean, he's definitely still, like, you know, it's melodic, it, but it's not like a, a, a like, wow factor. No, this is, this is light and delicate it's just, and it's breezy. It's, like, it's what's needed. Yeah, it feels it's like effective. A, it feels like a fabric softener. I just want to see this is my way of telling you everything I can never see. And, and the other thing outside of the vocals is like, and I never, I had heard this song so many times because I love this song, but I didn't notice it until this week. Those like little ticks, those little percussive ticks they got going on throughout the song. You'll have to. Do you know what I'm talking can you expand on those ticks? There's just these. T- t- there's just these little like, like, like in random spots in the song, like percussive. It sounds like. Yeah, they're like little percussive. Like t- t- it's almost like somebody's shaking a box well, full of nails or some shit. Y- y- y'all didn't y'all didn't hear that. It's very Latin. It's almost like uh, under the boardwalk, or oh yeah, yeah, that's that, that kind of that's good. But yeah, it's that. But it's so like it, it's if you don't listen for it, like really listen for it, it's just kind of there, and it almost kind of meshes with that reggae little ching ching. The vibe, everything that's going on, like you said, musically, the, what the sound that this song produces hypnotizes you, and it, like I said at the beginning, it settles you into this vibe, and. I understand if some people may not like it. I may not seek this song out, but when it's own, I'm happy it's own. Yeah, it, like that's what I'm saying. It feels, it feels like a daydream because you're totally engrossed in it. Yeah, but like you can tell there's I, like it's it's weird how it, it's almost invisible. It's almost not even there, but yet it totally affects. Yeah, you. and that's what I mean about the arrangement, and that's what I mean about the production, and that's what I'm saying about like this is the result of a bunch of people working at a very high level making great decisions even if the parts themselves yeah. aren't extremely difficult to do it's just great it's yeah. brilliant yeah yeah and it's just such an honest song i think the whole production the sound the writing everything is so honest my favorite part is the the second verse i know how much i lean on you only you can see like to talking about the music of the production <laughs> jonathan how much of this do you think is music and how much do you think is production well, let's 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 instead of making that the two choices, let's change it to songwriting and production because music is once again you can't produce just any piece of shit song and make it this cool. I think what you're hearing here is someone with a, a unique perspective and a unique take and a, an insightfulness that put together a very cool basic like like a rough sketch of a song and then that production came along it would be like one of those da vinci pencil drawings and then it came along and then like the producing filled it into like you know the last supper or whatever this this song still like even though it it is a love song that can really apply like the message is is timeless the song itself really falls in the in the set like the 70s it's, oh, peak it's, it's peak 70s. 70s. That's got to be production. I, absolutely. Absolutely. This is a car that's getting seven miles to the gallon during a gas crisis. <laughs> it's, like, it's just that. <laughs> seven miles a gallon. 
Yeah, I guess that, what I mean by that, I didn't <laughs> even know what I meant by that when I said it, but now I know. What I mean by that is that it's indulgent. It's like we want it all. We want to put everything in there. We want it. It's like a, a, a car that, one of those big 70s cars that rides so comfortably and so like cloud-like that you can't feel anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's that. It's just pure 70s. It's, it, it's towards the end of the decade, so it's just like. You can make a, you can make a case that this is the most indulgent civilization the in late seventies, <laughs> at that point, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, and I mean that uh, absolutely seriously. We we should mention uh, Hugh Murphy is the producer on this track, uh, and Jerry Rafferty, and Jerry. Yes, I mean just how much he did. He owned it from songwriting to production to everything. It was just nice to hear he produced this full, uh, the whole record, City to City, right? Yes. And the record's pretty good. I listened to it today. It's long. It's almost an hour-long record, which is fucking long. You don't really get hour-long albums anymore. It's like 35 minutes, I would say, is the usual length. Really? I don't even think... As far I just never listened to albums, I guess. For the I, 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 I mean, I, I try to. It's just... This, this, this one was definitely... It's 53 minutes. There's like 13 tracks. It's got Baker Street. City to City is actually a pretty good song as well. And and this. This song is kind of like a polar opposite of one of the first ones we did, Whipping Post. It's just, it's it's a great sample of a guy just pouring his heart out and crushing it, nailing it. I, I think we'll we'll go back to the 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 patience uh, when we talked about patience. I mean, the lyrics themselves are not super special. I mean, they're super sweet, you know. Which I think Jonathan, as you pointed out, you know. How 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 they are super sweet, super sweet, bro. Drippy uh, sentimental. But they, 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 it's not something like special. You're not like, oh my god, this is Shakespeare. It's it's it's. I don't. I wouldn't say it's run of the mill. It, it's a little better than that. But the, this song isn't about the lyrics. The the overall message is there. It's him just being completely honest. He's talking Tell about a woman just that just has his back. Such a cool take on a love song because you can tell he's so passionate he's so into it you know you got my back woman right down the line deep thoughts by neil marsh right there i feel good about it <laughs> what what would you say your favorite line is say. if you had to take a favorite line out of the song jonathan okay. what, woman. What <laughs> when he just says woman. that's like in fact that's that the only word i knew for a long time it, was, it happened to be my favorite with this song though to your point you know it's the words are there, but it's it's what well, as we were saying, it's about how he's saying the words that yeah. more so yeah. than the words, right? It's yeah. it's phrasing his his insights, and it is like he way. could be saying There's anything. A couple really cool. He changes could be saying anything, there. but he's also saying great lyrics. Like well, when he says, "You've been constant as a northern star, the brightest light that shines." It's been you, woman. Jonathan's favorite line. Right, right down, down the line. Ching, ching, ching. And just going back to your what you said earlier, Jonathan, this is what very cool about this song, or, or, or you know, kind of makes this song stand out for me, is I, I get what you're saying about the daydream, because it is like these words that are underneath are very, I love this person, I want to be with this person, It's it's only you that I want. But that music just kind of takes you into this this like place, which which kind of imitates love in in like those like happiness when you're in love, like the the, the feelings when you're with somebody that is just pure joy, and, and makes you 
understand you know the, the the majesty of like being in love with somebody and being with them and only wanting to be with them the music does that the words are just kind of like there to reinforce the the the, the feeling and i would say because in those situations words are the least important things very good point right words the the the, the sentiment it, it yeah. explains it all it's it's transcendental how many love songs do you listen to on a weekly basis do you think uh, what, that's a uh, great what question what do you mean define love song a song about being in love like about appreciating the person you love about like appreciating no. love well, well that's the uh, thing about here. this um, song okay, I mean, according to my files uh 14.3 no, no that's a that's a your that's spotify a bullshit, 2020 just came in bullshit answer because no no one listens to my files. Would dis- this song about love. This is one sir. of the best songs about love ever written, in my opinion. I mean, it's. I, it's no, I don't think it's the best song, but I okay. think it's the most honest well, song written about love. Well, okay. So saying maybe, that, maybe as, top we, 10, as, top as we move as as we move into Under the Influence, what are your favorite love songs? Well, I will just say real quick, Under the Influence. I think it has a lot of uh, crochy. This is like a a fucking disco crochi. <laughs> disco crochi instead of disco suit. <laughs> d- d- crochi instead of disco <laughs> stew. There's a disco no, crochi. This sounds like this sounds like <laughs> crochi at the fucking roller rink. Yeah, disco What is your favorite love song? I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. And well, one of them offhand, and I love her. Very good. Yes. Well, the beat, the Beatles, the like yeah, when you think song. about. Love songs. The Beatles had a lot of love songs. Probably more than any band I can think of. Right? Yes, yes. For sure. Love Hurt. Is Love Hurts a love song? No. I don't think that's a love song. I mean, it's a... It's a... It's... I would I wouldn't say it's a love song. Uh, what? I'm talking about a positive. You were always on my mind's a good one. Oh, you were always on my mind. But you that's were always also on my mind. has a little like a feeling of something missing. Oh, oh yeah, I mean it's not it's I'm not I'm talking about a love song like I'm um, in love. This is the best thing. You are the best thing. I I I'm 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 going to go I'm going to go two live crew. I'm going to go two live crew me so horny. <laughs> no. <laughs> every well every rose has a thorn. Sweet child of mine. Is sweet child of mine a love song? Uh, I you know what? I think so. I, I think you can, I think pull, you can it pull it in. I mean, the easy answer is all you need is love, right? Uh, well, you just say the Beatles. I mean, all you need is love isn't a love song about yeah, romantic true. love. It's more that's like fair. social love. I feel like there's something just staring I feel me like right it's probably a song from like the 20s or 30s or like a, from a musical. It's hard if you take a, if you if if you're restricted to no negative sentiment, it gets tricky, right? If it's just like because there's so many songs, it's like, you know, if I were a carpenter, you were late. There's all these songs like, but like if if you're talking about pure like syrupy lovey goodness, yeah, you're right because what you just said that would take Unchained Melody out of the qu- equation, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. If you take all the sadness out, all the you can't can't help falling negative, in love with you. Negative, or can't help it if I'm still uh, still in love with you. Oh, ooh. No, actually, I can't help falling. Can't in love help with falling you in love with one. you is probably the best love song. Say only fools. Yeah, that's only it. F- that's uh, yeah, fools rush in. That that yeah. 
That one's that one that that's yeah that that I'm a, um, yeah that one I would say that because that's 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 like military grade like it, that shit's ridiculous. That shit makes you want to uh, get yeah. Married. That was a, a buddy Neil, my buddy Kevin and his wife Stephanie got married and did Bob Dylan. Their uh, dance song was uh, Bob Dylan's version of Fools Rush In. Speaking of the Beatles, something. Yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna go with "And I Love Her," and I'm still gonna go with whatever. And again, going going back <laughs> to what I said earlier, I mean, I'm amazed is is a great love song about. Maybe I'm amazed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 that's why McCartney wrote a song called "Just Another Silly Love Song" because it's all he fucking Wait, writes. What's the song? Just love an song. old fashioned love song playing on the radio. Three Dog Night. About that. Uh, so so all right. I so mean, as we go into him. Under the Influence, I think. I think, you know, I do kind of think this band was influenced by, or this song it has some influence by the Eagles and that whole kind of southern, sunny, yeah. bright, yeah. southern California sound. Yeah, I'll say it's, it's the, the main thing, the main influence I hear in the song is lots and lots of money. <laughs> Because that's what it takes to sit in a studio yeah. and refine yeah, a song yeah. like No, it yeah. sounds so very refined. I would say. And it also sounds a little bit like hollow notes. You uh, know, just a little bit. This is like this could lead to hollow notes. And um, like I said before, Jim Croce, Jim Croce had to say "I love you" in a song. It's like a rock and roll Jim Croce, like with electric guitar. If he had delay, if he had delay and fucking a sweet twin reverb, this would be Jim Croce. I feel like this. I feel like I feel like there should be a segment called "I Had to Say Jim Croce." And I had, and and I had, I had to, to say Jim, Jim Croce in this pod. What What do you think, if anything, this influenced moving forward? Uh, yeah, like you said, you know, Hall and Oates, which makes me want to Terminator 2 this motherfucker and go back and ch- kill Jerry Rafferty so we can stop Hall from ever existing. You. Totally the, kidding. The, it was probably <laughs> totally a, a precursor to Kenny Loggins then, too. <laughs> Loggins and Messino were probably chilling at the same time. All right, n- another no. uh, another thirty rock quote. I don't fucking uh, when they're talking about Kenny Loggins and Footloose, and Kenneth's like they go back and stop all those evil kids from their satanic devil <laughs> worshiping music. I don't like, think I don't think it's influenced enough. He's I don't think it's influenced the... enough moving forward. Well, no, but I think I think recently you have like this in the last you know tw- uh, ten years ago I showed you those yacht, yacht rock videos and th- they became like cool sure. and like yacht rock is like in and like it's a lot if you go sit around a pool like stuff is like integrated i know into like hip hop so i would good, even though i would Rafferty's even say this so influence good. like that's what i'm saying though like yeah anyone can play yacht rock but unless you're playing rafferty and unless you're riffing on your own songs but, that are better than rafferty's you're but i would say this song influenced like some of like the phil collins solo stuff yeah um, sure yeah it led to all that 80s it's when shit which is kind of now far, coming right? back in vogue a little far. bit Ironically, in a way, yeah, but like, kind of, yeah. It's like, but like this guitar, but this guitar sound is is coming back, and this song being like kind of having a solo played throughout it reminds me of War on Drugs, a more modern band as well. That this song definitely had, because even like War on Drugs kind of sounds like Don Henley from the late Mm -hmm, '80s, and this song is kind of a precursor to that. But if you dig this kind of vibe, I mean, obviously all the Elton John stuff. Stuff like oh, Summer yeah. Breeze yeah. by Seals and Croft. Summer and Breeze. even that, Little River Band. That kind of, once again, I know well, that name. They're more like, uh, we'll go dancing in the park, walking through the park oh. and reminiscing. Hurry, don't be late. It's a little too oh, man, that much. Gives me, I feel like I've been a bred, a little bit bred. that song. 
Ugh. Asia. Uh, America. Well, I love America. Got, I love America. I'll go with America. And I'll go with Asia. America over bread. Christopher oh Cross God, is yes. definitely in this lineage. This is this is they were just dueling. Rafferty yeah. v. Cross was a <laughs> it's a battle to the death for yeah, for, for, for for easy listening supremacy. <laughs> It's like, watch two out-of-shape white guys, like, half-ass, <laughs> never mind, they're taking naps. <laughs> <laughs> never mind, they have boat shoes on. Uh, <laughs> Blue suede boat shoes. Never mind, they're so, just drinking in so high five. as we drugs. say that and move under the covers, uh, did you guys listen to any uh, covers? I did not. Well, so, so Bonnie Raitt kind of got this on the charts again, which yeah. I'm not... I don't even really no, like how she did it. Well, look, she did a great version of the song, and the way she plays slide just is so Is it good. as good as your air slide guitar playing no, that you were just about to commence? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, so she did it. Uh, yeah, everybody loves Bonnie Ray, but I don't, I don't think this is well, – Not everybody. This is not a, a – this is not anywhere near as good as like the original. I, there's a band called Lucius. Uh, Jonathan, you would have seen them on that Roger Waters tour. They were the backup singers for him. They're like two sisters, I okay. think. They, they, they sound great. I mean, they're, they're great, great band. They're the must. Um, but they they did a version of this, which is really if you it, like, I think you said earlier you want to hear this without all the arrangement. They kind of do it where it's just all vocal. I'm not saying if I I'm not saying that I'm not saying I'm saying I don't it, know it's, if it it's, would work it doesn't as well but their vocal sounds good and it's worth it a, a guy it named Sam Evian did it a couple years ago which is pretty it adheres to the original pretty tightly that that, that that that's about it for covers I think what it is reiterating about the arrangement another way to look at it it's almost like you feel suspended like gravity doesn't affect you well, yeah that like that music just yes. suspends you, and if you're not, if that music isn't there to do that, then you just you, you yeah. Got, and you that's what it. I was gonna say about just the beginning of the song and the guitar playing. It, it's the guitar playing is so sweet. It's it doesn't even sound like uh, a guitar. It's it's so kind of high register, just perfect guitar playing from that point of view. For Neil, does the shoe fit? It does. It does like a monk strap boot. Do you guys know what Ooh, a, monk a monk strap, strap boot? Yeah. yeah. Do, well, what, do we know what a monk strap boot is? Nice. I subscribe to Esquire, my well, friend. Well, if you if you've seen if you've seen the <laughs> the album cover, the album cover was just kind of him like holding a guitar out. You yes. Know, the, like you can almost picture just monk strap boots. with the most diddler sunglasses on that I've ever seen. No, well, no. <laughs> I hear you. They are diddler sunglasses, but it's that also like the, the, the that album cover is very like just comic book, like pretty cool art. It it's a dope album cover. Yeah, it's cool. It's fucking sick. Uh, he, but you know what he kind of looks like on the album cover is Eric Church. I don't know if you but know. No, the, he, he looks that, like, the country music guy. Well, no, in in that he same looks era, just like him on that. In that same album era, cover. that that album cover almost looks like um, the breakfast. Uh, what is that? Um, that uh, Super Tramp album. Oh, uh, Breakfast for uh, Breakfast for Breakfast in America. In America. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast America? in America. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like that kind of artwork. You but, know what I mean? Yes. But it's him and his sunglasses. Like, oh I'm yeah. Just playing look, a fucking sick go guitar. look at a picture of Eric Church and look at that, and you'd be like, did Eric, did Eric Church see this at some point and just be like, I'm gonna be Jerry Rafferty? Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I'm gonna be that guy. Except he's not gonna. He's be. gonna be more famous. 
and not he's as better than a lot of the country people out today. I will say that. I'll give him that. He's not. He, we're not talking about any of his songs on this podcast. Uh, we so could, we? but probably not. <laughs> Johnny shoe fit. I'm gonna say more than a shoe. This this fits like one of those really thin socks you get at the shoe store when you're trying shoes on and you don't have any <laughs> socks. Those really thin, super things. And what I mean by that is like you don't want to wear it all the time, but like when it comes up and you need it and it, and you, and and you, and you encounter it and it's a, you're, you're you're very glad it's there. <laughs> yeah. Like I, it, for me, this song fits like a comfort, like a comfortable pair of slippers that I'm just sitting in a cabin in the winter by a fire with a person I love in a comfortable pair of slippers. That's what this song fits like. This also fits like a a, a, a robe and some hand, heavy <laughs> antidepressants. It fits like that too. Hey, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if like you know, it just has that. I'm stressed. I need a break from it all vibe. Just to wrap it up, though, just to wrap it up, though, I think the guitar... Hello, wrap this motherfucker up. I'm going to wrap this up. The guitar (laughs) playing is fucking perfect in the song. And on that note, (laughs) we are going to play Right Down the Line by Jerry Rafferty.
All right, the cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond and Neil Marsh. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is Jonathan's week. So what will we be discussing, Jonathan? We will be talking about Maggie May by Rod Stewart. Can't wait!